to share what you're making. I am your host, Cher. I'm your co-host, Bacon. And together, we embark upon a journey of Web3 creatorship sharing, the likes of which have never gripped the airwaves before. Thank you for joining us. It's a good intro. It was almost too clean. It was almost too good. It was almost. That's why I felt like I needed to interrupt again. Just comment that it was good because otherwise it would have been too clean and, and very Star Trek. You can follow me at very comfy on Twitter. That's at V R Y C M F Y on lens. Same handle at very comfy V R Y C M F Y dot lens. How about you, Bacon? Yeah. I mean, people should follow me on Twitter if they want to this point, but it's at Bacon Eater with the Ash. So B A C O N A E T O R. And then on lens, I haven't been active there yet, but it's Bacon OG. So at Bacon OG or Bacon OG.lens, however that works these days. So we'll see. I'm pretty hype about it, but I haven't actually done anything with it yet. This show is brought to you by Metagame. You can find Metagame on Twitter at MetaFam and on lens at at metafam.lens metafam metagame is on lens metagame only if you stay up late at night metafest 2023 in croatia bacon today's guest is derek steward of eth denver community extraordinaire of eth denver a bay area california native spent a little time out in beantown deeply technical Highly sociable, very likable, very knowledgeable. I really enjoyed our interview. Also very um, instructional, educational, teacherly. What's the, what's the adjective for teacherly? He's very good at explaining things. Masterful, craftful. It's got to be an adjective for that. Skillful, scholarly. Something. Anyway, if you listen to Cassie, it's great. He does, he does several great explanations and delivers several choice sound bites. We recap East Denver. We look ahead towards what the future holds for international East Denver locations, next year's East Denver, what the hackathons will look like, a little retrospective, a little future facing, looking, peering, leering, leering into the future of East Denver. Leering straight at East Denver, Tokyo. We're leering at you. I don't think we know what that word means. Irregardless, a fun interview, another banger, another top-level guest. I'd share what you're making. We really appreciate your listenership. Please reach out to us. Give us feedback. Let us know who you might like. Join our Discord. Join the Share What You're Making Discord. You can find it by finding the show's Twitter handle at Chair Bacon. That's one word, Chair Bacon. And there will be Look out for a lens presence on the, for the show as well, coming very soon. Without further ado, let's get right into it. Our guest today hails from Oakland, City of Dope. Couldn't be saved by John the Pope. Oakland, City of Liars, where everyone's rolling around on 20-inch tires. Oakland, home of the rock. Two woofers in the trunk, beating down your block. The whistles go woo. He is an East Denver community steward, he spent some time at Northeastern on Mass Ave at Symphony drinking his donkeys before getting his BA at UC Berkeley and then Masters in Mathematics from the very same. Our guest today is Derek of Eve Denver Stewardship. Welcome to the show. 
How are you? I'm great. That is the best I've ever been introduced, and it definitely won't get topped anytime soon. So thank you for dropping like the hyphy Oakland and weaving that in there. I appreciate that. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoy it. Uh, I was a freshman in college in 2005 with plenty of Bay Area people migrating down to San Diego State and just got the full onboarding at that point. Very excited to have you on the show today, Derek. We did an, an entire episode covering East Denver uh, just, uh, just a few here ago. I, I was lucky enough to be there. Sharing your experiences. So now we're going to do a much more behind the curtain and in-depth 10,000 foot view. Before we touch on it, and we're going to go deep into ETH Denver, we have very similar onboarding stories into Web3, Derek, and my path was very much through Ray Guild, sort of propped up and supported by Yaler and the Meta Cartel uh, apparatus right into Ray Guild, and it's what allowed me into, to start freelancing and then move away from the corporate thing altogether. Um, so uh, I, I know our story is a little bit similar in that. Can you... Uh, touch on that a little bit? Yeah, I was in Oakland teaching high school uh, at the spot near the airport. Shoutouts to Lighthouse K-12 Charter School. And basically burnt out after four years right before COVID hit. So during COVID, I had a lot of downtime to just do whatever. And one of the whatevers was just learning JavaScript for fun. I was teaching physics. I have a physics background. And I'd always kind of had this imposter syndrome around more technical engineering-esque things. Like, oh, I know about that stuff, but I can't do it. And so I wanted to get in and sharpen my JavaScript chops. And as I was getting curious about that, it was basically the 2020 Bitcoin um, bull run. And so my friends were like, yo, you should check out this Bitcoin stuff. And so I joined the party like, what, a decade late as I was sharpening my web dev skills and uh, realized there's this thing called Raid Guild, this like internet co-op of pseudonymous strangers working together to ship real work for real paying clients on the internet. And so I walk in the front door, click a couple emojis, and I'm like, hello, I am Derek, a warrior, which means front-end dev in Raid Guild, and a wizard, which means smart contract developer. Total, literal imposter, like did not know how to do those things, did not have those skills. And bless his heart, Scottrepreneur, shout outs to Scott, he was hanging out with me in one of the voice chats one day as I was working on real paying work. And I was like, Scott, I'm having a really hard time saving this variable to state. And he was like, do you not know what a React hook is? Because <laughs> I was just trying to do like let X equals five, which you can't do in React. And I was just like, no, I didn't learn that one yet. And he was like, oh, maybe instead of being a... Um, a warrior, you should be a monk. You should just class change to be a project manager here because you're conversational in this stuff and you've got good people skills. Just interact with the client, keep an eye on the devs, do some cat herding. We've totally got a need for you. And so without that intervention uh, on Scott's part, I think I would have just bounced like a fraud and been like, this isn't for me. Web3 is too complicated. I'm in over my head. Because like a lot of folks I've talked to since then in the last year and a half, oh God, two and a half years? of being in the industry. No, one and a half. It was actually 2021 now that I'm thinking about it. Um, a lot of folks have that feeling because like crypto is a niche of technology, right? And so it's by default jargon-laden, uh, laden, uh, male-dominated, like obtuse, not very cool or fun or well-designed. 
the, basically, I, I was Dow pilled from day one. Like the reason I'm in this space is because there are these communities of people that care for each other and look out for each other because of some shared values or goals. I'm not here for the like libertarian, not your keys, not your coin, get off my property vibes. I'm here for the like, let's make internet co-ops so we can work together and have less extractive value systems sucking out whatever value we create for the sake of the shareholders. In other words, I have pretty socialist goals in the space. And I think it's ironic how we can coexist. It's beautiful how it, they can both coexist. Like, uh, I'm here for both, or I was like pilled on both from the beginning, even from like my first, this is what ETH is onboarding moment uh, at, a, at an unsanctioned rave in the Joshua Tree Desert was like, which are few and far between. It was, yeah, it was both sides. It was the, 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 the super freedom do just, just leave me alone stuff and the how you know, we can coordinate working together and direct like direct rewards, direct incentives, magical smart contract things. Um, and it was instant. It was instant for me. And I already knew that I wanted to go into software. But as soon as I like, I, I just realized how much I don't know and how cool Ethereum like just seemed from the first from that first moment that it was like, everything about me getting into software was just getting into Ethereum from that point, and which like eventually led me to being aware of like Peter Pan on Twitter in like 2018 or 19. And then, um, which he claimed he's like, he wasn't even on Twitter in 2018. I'm like, I know you were because I was reading your threads. And then, so that right into like Meta Cartel and Raid Guild. And yeah, clerking and monkeying and uh, some, what's the warrioring, I guess, is front end. Uh, but now a lot more monkeying and clerking. Yeah. And to, like to finish the story, I was just chilling in Raid Guild for a couple months at that point. And Yaler in general chat was like, anyone interested in being a community steward? I know these folks that are looking. And I got intro to Justin and John through Yaler. And we ended up realizing there was a lot of alignment there. And I've been there at ETH Denver now for like a year and a half. Sorry, Raid Guild. This is a classic Raid Guild problem. Like talented people come in and then meet other organizations that are hiring and then Raid Guild loses its talent. So it, it is with a heavy heart that I say, thank you, Raid Guild, for giving me that opportunity. It's amazing how our stories mirror, like uh, right down right down the line, except for the master's degree in physics. No, to be clear, it's a master's degree in science and math education. It was how I got my credential to be allowed to be a high school teacher. Understood. It's just a credential. This podcast is brought to you by Metagame. Find us at metagame.wtf, wiki.metagame.wtf, and follow Metafam on Twitter at Metafam. Metagame. You'll leave with more questions than you started with. So Yaler introduced you to the, uh, you know, or through Raid Guild and, and a ping from Yaler introduced you to the Spork Down, the East Denver team. And it uh, and that was the inception of that. So, uh, what is your role now uh, with ETH Denver or with Spork Dow? And and sort of I, I watched and really enjoyed. It was my first, other than in the Raid Guild Discord, my first introduction to you was hosting the hackathon final, it was sort of like that final hackathon judging session going right before the party. Um, I really enjoyed that. You did a very good job, and that was an awesome event. Um, uh so yeah what what is your role technically at the 
Uh, yeah, we call them stewards. Everybody's a steward at Raid Guild. is very Colorado. I'm a community steward. I steward the health of the community in the broadest sense. I interact very closely with our marketing steward and just make sure that... I mean, real crazy, just to like sort of peel back the hood uh, a little bit and mix my metaphors. I'm technically employee number one at SporkDAO. The first five years of ETH Denver existing were completely run by volunteers. And then the co-founders, John and Justin, at one point were like, um, we want to capture lightning in a bottle. We need somebody who's going to be a champion of the real vision because this isn't ETH Global. This isn't copy-paste our playbook into different cities and move on. This is only ETH Denver. We're a co-op that came out of a grassroots community scene and have this value of biddling where we build cool things based on smart contract technologies. And then there's the Buffcorn Ventures part and the Spork Token part and the NFTs. We need someone who can help clarify this ecosystem of cool shit we've developed and be the shelling point that people rally around and keep the party going in the off season after the event. So that's why they brought me on. I've got a background in technical education and improv comedy, which is like the most annoying intersection of someone who mansplains things and thinks he's funny. <laughs> so yes, and very useful. Yeah, uh, one of the highlights of many. I was just, uh, thinking back to that event uh, in particular, that hackathon event, and before it got started, there was a stand-up. Uh, that was, I mean, it's such a hard ask for stand-up to come into a room that size with a crowd that's not ready for stand-up, but she was doing a great job. She was doing a great job. I was like, I was like, wow, like this is, but she was, uh, she, she was dropping some incredibly funny lines and nobody was, uh, uh, so it was hard job, but she, she did a really, really great job. Um, but she was doing like a Q and a with folks and she's like, Hey, come up on stage if you have a great, or if you have a good story. And then some small friends started coming up. There were some like 12 year old uh, East Denver hackers that were coming, uh, that were coming on stage and telling their story. I was like, wow. I kid you not. The 12 year old and the 13 year old, uh, Chris and Leo, uh, had both gone through a sort of like stealth mode program we'd had during the first six weeks of, or excuse me, first six days of East Denver this year called camp Biddle. We actually ran a boot camp during East Denver that like zero to hero got people ready to submit projects. There was like 177 participants or so. Uh, they were the two youngest people. Oh man, now you tell me. That could have been me. Yeah, it was free. We had free lunch. We had like Patrick Collins, Nader Dobbit, Cami Ramos, Austin Griffith. Like it was stacked. And uh, they were both members of it. So to see them come in as essentially noobs to Web3 and literally children, and then on the other side of it, be biddlers and network. And I know at least one of them, Leo, won prizes. So this 13-year-old's winning money at his first hackathon. And I was just so proud. I was like, yeah, Leo, get up there. You can do it. You're the future. You're the present, goddammit. That was a, that was a lot of fun. I'll put in a plug for, um, speaking of educational content and you being a good educator, I'll put in a plug for your Coding with Derek videos that are on YouTube where you go through coding tutorials. I don't know. I've had a bookmark for forever. I haven't actually watched them yet, but I will. And they sound fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that speaks to something. If we want to like take a real philosophical detour to onboarding, because like my in is education. I and ETH Denver's ethos is biddling. So the whole mindset I have is how do I take somebody who can't biddle yet and 
emotionally convince them this is possible and then also provide the literal resources they need for that journey. That's That was the impetus for the code along with Derek series. Like, all right, Patrick Collins just posted a monster 32-hour free code camp video on YouTube. Let's have our community just mystery science 3000 the hell out of that for the rest of time where we just come together, watch the video, pause, talk about it, and what it turned into was people watching me learn how to code, which I was not mad about, but it was not the vision. I wanted us to learn how to code together. Uh, you know. But I, I think about that all the time. Like, How do you create spaces where people can level up together? You can find Derek on Twitter at the Derek, T-H-E, Derek, D-E-R-R-E-K, and on Lens, D-E-R-R-E-K dot Lens. Speaking of Lens, they had a huge presence at... East Denver this this past go the best merch the best merch it got stolen when you say stolen I mean before the event was over in the middle of the night somebody went and took all their boxes of merch before they gave it away oi oi I know that's the alpha what a tangled web we yeah. so watch out for merch on the black market they really the, the comfiest tees with the uh, I, I found I found that font in Figma and uh, and I'm, I'm using it in everything now taking it lens Everything is open source. Open source. But uh, I'm very excited. Like we, we spoke just for very briefly about taking uh, this very podcast into the Lensosphere. Uh, I, I noticed that you you just got your handle recently. I'm very excited. Uh, Infinity Keys has been doing a lot with Lens and, and will be doing a lot. So, you know, speaking of ways to find you, where can we find the Code Along videos? Those are in our Discord and on our YouTube. If you want to just watch the videos like a weirdo like Bacon, then you can go to our YouTube and look for Code Along with Derek. But kind of the whole point was that we were doing it live. And so if you want to get involved in the community and participate in whatever version of learning together we're doing on whatever week you check us out, it'll be discord.gg forward slash SporkDAO, S-P-O-R-K-D-A-O. I'll be in there. Tyler will be in there. The rest of our community team just keeping the vibes going and providing resources. Sweet. Is this still an ongoing live thing that I can join and not be a weirdo? Yeah. We've still got a community calendar. We've still got a Discord. We've still got streaming stuff. It'll change uh, since we're in that transition period. Is there a calendar somewhere? Yeah. And that calendar is pinned over in our Discord. Yeah. If, if folks don't know where to start, I would say follow us on Twitter at Ethereum Denver and join the Discord, discord.g forward slash borked out and say hi. And we'll take you from there. This past ETH Denver was my first, um, and though and my first conversation with John Power was uh, in 2020 when I was like first getting, uh, uh, you know, figuring out how to join Opolis, which uh, we love Opolis here at the podcast and recommend the shot Opolis.co. I've been running money through them for a year and a half. I got no complaints. I yeah, I, I did as well. I mean, it's it's if you have a steady income stream that comes in in crypto and you're looking to have insurance and pay stubs and W twos and uh, the same type the same type of income stream that you would get uh, as if you were at Safeway, if you were an employee at Safeway with your with your stubs and your lease being covered. That's how it feels sometimes. The same type of income you'd get working at Safeway. Anyway, <laughs> it's not even <laughs> it's not even just for crypto though. It's any kind of freelance work. If you just have freelance contract or whatever. In- yeah, it's a it's a co-op of freelancers that want access to group discounts on healthcare. And a W-2 to make your taxes easier. And a W-2 to make your everything easier. Renting an apartment, 
getting a loan. Yeah, so you have official documentation that you have a regular salary, even if you really don't. Um, so you can get those get those sweet loans. I'm employed by Coleman Ventures LLC. <laughs> Uh, one of the drops at the sort of the the John's final speech of of the day at that last day at ETH Denver, uh, he mentioned some some global ETH Denver events with the name ETH Denver attached, which I, which is funny. I, I joked in our one of our last episodes. I think we're ready for ETH Denver Vegas just with the size of things, which I don't know or think that anything's going to leave Denver. But it sounds like things are le- leaving Denver a little bit. Wow. That's really funny. It's, it's always, cause my background's comedy. It's funny to me when reality is funnier than the joke you could make about it. Cause that, that's the vibe. I mean, the, the truth here, the alpha is that ETH Denver has a model that it's optimistic about trying to spread to other parts of the world in an effort to make access to this kind of an innovation festival, as we call it, more possible. We don't want to do another ETH Denver US because the folks that can come in the US already do. We want to do it eight hours this way and eight hours that way, like somewhere in Europe perhaps or somewhere in Asia perhaps, so that the world has more access to this kind of opportunity and culture and community. So to that end, I look forward to seeing you all at and we we have not, to be clear, chosen when or where these things would be. I'm not trying to be cheeky with you, but I definitely the jokes internally are like, can't wait for ETH Denver Tokyo. <laughs> it's like the dumbest naming convention. So that's obviously not what it's going to be called, but I love that you and I were on the same joke wavelength. Like, yeah, really stoked for ETH Denver Paris. <laughs> I think there's an argument to be made that it should continue to be ETH Denver and then append location here and the meta is that. No, yeah, yeah, of course. I refuse to call it anything else. And yeah, I don't know. I, I can align myself with that. You know, in, in terms of next year and just logistically, um, because I am getting prepared already and I'm, I'm, I'm sold on Denver as a city as a whole and, uh, and want to relocate there. But uh, the, are we looking at the same situation at the event center and the arena and everything for next year? Run it back. Yeah, we are stoked to continue using the new venue. The capacity is massive. People did not have to wait in line for hours to get in once they had their passes. Um, everything was much smoother operationally. And we are we definitely have a lot of lessons learned about how to maybe rearrange certain parts of the floor plan. Uh, there was a little bit of challenge regarding navigation just because it's a new space and activations were you know, our best guess as to where they should be. And now we know we have a little more information. For example, blockchain 101 was an activation we had up on the third floor. It was for newbies. Like if you don't know what's a wallet, what's a blockchain, what's a DAO, you could walk up. We had these big, awesome infographic drapes we'd printed and hung on pipe. And we also had volunteers sitting at tables. So newbies could just walk up right next to the bunny slope stage. What is Ethereum? You listen to an awesome talk. Then you walk over to these tables and you're like, can you help me make a wallet? And we helped a bunch of folks make their first wallets and mint their first NFTs. Great idea, right? But why was it buried way up on the third floor in a place that was hard to find? Something like that should be like, come through the front doors, turn right. I didn't know there was a third floor, full disclosure. The, where you enter was the second floor. There was a first floor below it and a third floor above it. I spent so much time at the Raid Guild booth that I, I was there, that, that was my home base, that I would sort of go to the game arcade a little bit. I didn't get to go to the art installation area with the Doge Burghini in the back until the second to last day. The Doge what now? 
he's talking about the Doge McLaren, the Doge McLaren. Oh, yeah, get out of here, that Doge McLaren. Controversial aspect of ETH Denver for sure. IRL Art had uh, a very cool art installation back there as well. Shout outs to IRL Art. Rob from IRL Art also attended Camp Biddle. He was there. Did he really? Chopping up. Yeah, he crushed it, dude. He was there the whole time. Rob, the art museum. Rob, I, I probably told the story on the podcast, or I definitely did after the MCON roundup, but like uh, he's, Rob is amazing. He's probably, he's one of the main people at the IRLR crew and he helped set up the art auction that we did at MCON 2021 and sort of just made, he, he was the reason that it happened in, in the end. And we absolutely love Rob and I got to hug him and see him at at East Denver on the last day. So yeah, he was just a huge help with stuff in general. Cause there were several MCON events there that year, right? There were like three or four events there. Yeah. It was like all week. Love that space. And they don't have it anymore. So I'm excited for, um, they don't have that space anymore. No, the next to the ramen, there was the best ramen and the best event space ever. The most underground, cool space. Did the real art, sorry, people can't see my air quotes, but did the real art place downstairs take over? I'm not sure. And the the last part of this sidetrack. So I, the first day at MCON, I was there and there was a real, you know, quote unquote, fancy art gallery that was upstairs at that space or on the ground level of that space. And then IRL art is in the underground spot, the basement. And I walked into the gallery and I'm, Hey, I'm here for the event. What's going on? He's like, there's no event here. I'm like, is there maybe another art space here that is not this place? And he's like, I don't know. <laughs> they totally didn't. They totally sent me on a wild goose hunt. Um, the speakeasy of art galleries. Yeah. It was so, they had a full stage set up there. Where are they now though? Nowhere, but I'm sure they're going to have a, they, they don't have a physical location currently, uh, but I've been, I've been tracking it because I want to do something with them as soon as they, they uploaded. They're in the metaverse now. Yeah, basically. It's a black, it's the San Junipero episode of uh, Black Mirror and they just uploaded their consciousnesses so they could be lesbians forever in like a seaside city. <gasps> wow. Community wise, I, I didn't get to do the hackathon a week. I'm definitely going to do that next week. I probably like didn't get to. You didn't prioritize it. I don't want to hear any excuses. That's true. Uh, but yeah, that's what I, I for next year. I plan to come even earlier than the Biddle Week starts, and then to stay for through Ski Week and the whole thing. It's it, it's and I do recommend if you can, that's the way to do it. If you're Web three sort of centric, like just to plan it as your Burning Man. Yeah, even if you don't know folks, like Hacker House, do the entire 10-day event, and then as uh, you just mentioned, come up to the mountain retreat for the three days after the main event and hang out and network. What's the price point on staying there for 10 days? So what's the situation there? Denver rent? Well, that's why we did a scholarship program this year. We had 552 beds on site. You didn't even have to leave where the main event was that we gave away for free to a bunch of scholarship recipients so they could overcome the number one barrier to coming to ETH Denver, an already free event, uh, which was paying for somewhere to sleep. What was the shower bathroom situation like? Shower trucks indoors, didn't even have to leave. Uh, bathrooms also within one. Shower house. trucks indoors. Yeah, the Zen zone and the sleeping area were kind of adjacent. So it was also a calm, quiet, soothing space to be and recharge. Yeah, it sounds like that. There were so many dogs uh on site too like there are a lot of puppies just around i didn't i i every day i was like i'm going to the puppy petting place but i never made denver's full of secrets we're going chair bacon is going to have a presence at 2024 chair can i crash at your house for the 10 days i think we should i i i mean to just 
plan on air, but yeah, we should do a house. We should have a house. Uh, exactly as Derek described, the way to go is to rent a house. Well, aren't you, aren't you moving there? You're moving to Denver, aren't you? Uh, hot update. No, I'm moving back to California. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's right. I think you did tell me that. Yeah. T- t- the last minute pivot, but um, going to move back to California. What are we talking? Encinitas, South O, downtown? Uh, Inland Empire, 909. Oh, you like that? How's Poor it? thing. I grew up in Orange County. San Bernardino Mountains, though. Yeah, no, it's... Um, oh. I, yeah, you know, like, uh, it's the part... I don't know. I, I describe it as the part of the 909, like, that is cool. People come to the show for the deep, like, SoCal, not LA, not San Diego, but everything in between talk, right? Just try to make one person <laughs> laugh or go, whoa, was that for me? <laughs> yeah, no, I got that 714 area code, baby. Yeah, you got to get on the 10 and go way past the Rosemead uh, Rose. <laughs> If you hit Palm Springs, you're gone yeah. too far. I just keep going to to the Salton Sea. What, what, what are you excited about for the 2024 coming up? I know there's some international stuff. I was very excited. Let's focus in next year. The game arcade, the uh, the arcade area. Let's 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 start with the blockchain arcade. My favorite part ddr was a huge hit but my favorite part was there were so many stations set up with all the different games current and upcoming and all the devs right there to pump their own game as you play their demos it was a really amazing um feature and one of mine what are you looking forward to next year uh, are we like of all the features i've sort of just focusing in on on, on one that i enjoyed i <laughs> i was sorry i I care first and foremost about the biddling, which is our... I'm going to explain biddling real quick and not... My teacher brain is always like, don't assume people know what biddling is. Uh, So the only thing you can do with Bitcoin is hold it. So Maxi's turned that into a meme. You can hodl, aka not sell. But over on Ethereum, which has a smart contract layer, it gets more interesting because you can build code on top of the machine. So instead of hodl, we biddle or build interesting projects using that technology. So our entire ecosystem of biddlers biddling their projects uh, is the key thing and the part I'm excited about because every year the prize pool gets bigger, there's more sponsors and people coming back. We're growing out of the infrastructure phase where folks are like, choose my node provider, choose my wallet integration and going into like, okay, we've kind of dialed in like the small number of folks that you would want to use for these key pieces. And we get ever away from the B2B SaaS land that I hate so much that I know very well from San Francisco and toward consumer facing stuff. Like how do you solve real problems for real people in a way that gets them to use your app? That's how you onboard folks. Not like, you'll never believe what my API does to help make fetching blockchain data easier. It's like, very few people care about that. But those people are here and they're using it to make the next thing for the next people. So next year, I'm excited to see actually, (laughs) I really do not mean to disparage so much of what the cool stuff has been built this year, but we're still very much at that middleware layer of like, all right, let's just money Legos ever more abstract layers of DeFi. And I'm like, who cares? I don't need an options derivative on chain that costs a lot in gas and is like has smart contract risks. I'm just going to use frigging Robinhood or whatever and take those risks. (laughs) Like It's a lose-lose. So I'm excited for what folks biddle, first and foremost. Yeah, uh, t- to that end, uh, and we've been thinking about 
at Infinity Keys, we didn't have a booth this year. We sort of just uh, gorillaed it at the Raid Guild booth. We did a partnership with Raid Brood beer and uh did some quests with them and everyone else and, and but next year we're, we're definitely going to do something but we actually the so super alpha here folks the path to east denver 2024 has already started with infinity keys and so you can very easily find the east denver buffy corn sporked out related achievements if you go to infinitykeys.io and hit the play button if you hold a buffa corn you should collect your Buffacorn horn polish. And that is the first stop on the road to ETH Denver 2024. And we plan to integrate as much of the composable elements. And at at Infinity Keys, anyway, we're trying to integrate as much of the composable elements of Web3 as we can into our puzzles. And the real-life puzzles will be going down, but you want to start with um, collecting the Ethereum Denver 2023 achievements. and now I'm blanking on it. The, the cards that came with all of the badges, we look, yeah, amazing, amazing tech. Uh, was thrilled. I still, I keep it. So it is a, oh, the VRF chip. They're not, the RPC chips, the NFC chip card. That's too, I, you might, you might know more about it than me. Yeah, we, we look is a fairly early stage thing, which happens to be a part of the Buffcorn Ventures portfolio because we believe in dogfooding new tech that's Web3 native instead of just like, we'll never use Eventbrite for better or worse. And so we looked at an amazing job building out the system for registration and ticketing and credentialing, which included the WeLook card that we gave everyone when they checked in. It was like a shaped like a credit card and it had an NFC chip that you could connect to your account. On your account, you tap it on your phone, set up your card. You could put as many different accounts as you want, social media accounts like your Telegram or your Twitter or whatever. So when you meet someone, like the current meta in Web3 is you meet someone at a conference and you're like, hey, add me on Telegram. And you make sure to have your phone number hidden so they don't SIM swap attack you and take all your Coinbase money or whatever. And we've upgraded that. By the way, on Telegram, you know how people like take selfies together so you can remember people in the flurry of meeting 100 people in an event? If you press the camera button, it switches over to a video button that looks like the Instagram logo and you can record a very short video snippet of that moment. And so I think that's the new meta on Telegram where you record the video and you're like, what's up? And it's way more like feature rich. Anyway, we look cards were like, instead of saying add me on Telegram, you could just take the card out and go, tap me, bro. And then tap it to someone's phone and then it would pull up the page that has your Telegram, your Twitter, all that stuff. And they even had a thing where you could just upload a JPEG and uh, have a PO app that people would collect. And they even built on top of PO app a new feature called Moments. This was live at ETH Denver. Not many people realize it. Where when I meet Chair in real life at ETH Denver and collect his PO app, we can then take a picture and then attach that moment to his PO app so that other people who collect his PO app can see all such moments in the collection. In other words, all the people that met Charity Denver that year. And it becomes this cool like gallery, almost like an Instagram story of all the different things that happen related to that PO app, which is, of course, your proof of attendance. So it like really adds the visual layer. We need to get these people coordinated with Metagame because Metagame has the My Meta Profiles. And I've been saying we need to do a conference thing where like on your conference badge or whatever, you have a QR code that people can scan and takes you to your My Meta profile, which has all your info on it, right? 
um, like what DAOs you're part of and your Discord handle and all that stuff. Hey, if we could just port my meta profiles to WeLook, then that's it. It's done. Yeah, this sounds great, actually. This sounds fantastic. It just sounds like some JSON to me. Yeah, I, I keep it in my wallet. That's, that's what I'm using as my card now. That's Yeah, I never set up the POAP thing, frankly, but it's useful when you meet someone, just be like, tap me and have my email address or whatever. Uh, I would like to do a quick plug for Buffcorn Ventures because I think that's an under understood... Please, yes, definitely. Not very well understood aspect. So I spend all my time talking to and educating biddlers or people interested in biddling. But there's a giant chunk of people that attend ETH Denver that have no intention of being a programmer or even a designer or contributing to a project from scratch in hackathon form. Fine. I give up on trying to convince you to participate in the hackathon or biddle-a-thon as we call it. But what I will uh, make sure to emphasize is that as of May of last year, which was 2022, we launched Buffacorn Ventures a venture arm of SporkDAO, which is the wrapper of ETH Denver and Colorado Jam and Buffcorn Ventures and the community. It's all a co-op, a real co-op in the state of Colorado. And everyone that had a free attack, uh, excuse me, free ticket to ETH Denver 2023 is a member of the co-op, a member of SporkDAO, the DAO. We're legally required to have an annual meeting of our members. ETH Denver's it. So our co-op got together in Denver as it does every year. And some of the projects that come out of ETH Denver, Buffacorn Ventures invests in. Check sizes are on average around 50K. First money in the door, like straight out of the Biddle-a-thon. We're not doing like Series A or Series B. And we want to support these projects in going on to that next phase and growing up and finding product market fit and scaling the team and all the things that you do when you're a startup. If and when any of those projects in our portfolio grows, the natural next question is, who benefits? Who profits? And to skip over a bunch of pretty technical stuff, because we're the only ones in the world who have implemented an LCA structure where the patronage token of the co-op is an ERC-20 that you get for attending the event. What I really want to emphasize here is that everyone who comes to ETH Denver gets the Spork token for free. And you get more of it the more you contribute when you volunteer, when you judge, when you submit a project when you sponsor, when you buy merch. These all add value to SporkDAO. And so you deserve to have that shown. You get more Spork token. If and when any of the projects in Buffagorn Ventures succeed, that value will flow back to the members of the DAO as weighted by how much of the token you have. I'm skimming over a lot of details here, but I think a lot of people don't realize that by attending ETH Denver, they become a member of a cooperative, a ecosystem, of people that all are incentivized to see each other succeed. That's wild. And so when I hear you say, yo, we should use WeLook, the back of my head's like, you know you're financially incentivized to connect Metagame and WeLook, right? Like this is a very interesting little uh, game theory we've set up. It's hard to explain, but like cool to be a part of. I think it, I think it's really cool, personally. That's why, I mean, I think you know that I've heavily invested in Spork or insofar as I could heavily invest in Spork with the liquidity on the market. But yeah, I, I'm very excited by this. And I think it's really cool. I explained this to a guy at ETH Denver last year who was like, what's the point of this Spork token thing that they gave us all for registering? And I was like, dude, you leave, let me let me explain to you what this shit does. Um, and he was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then walked away. And I was like, all right, well, I'm clearly way hyper than he is, but that's fine. But yeah, no, it's really cool. Do you want to get plug some of the projects that have come out of ETH Denver, some examples, even if they're not directly related to, to Buffcore Ventures? 
Oh, sure. Yeah. Things you might have heard of that started at ETH Denver include One Inch, which before the crash was worth half a billion dollars. Poaps. Poaps started at ETH Denver. Um, the Moloch DAO framework was created by Deacon and Company at ETH Denver 2018. Pass. Share what you're making, guest. Uh, share what you're making. <laughs> yeah, go check out Deacon's episode. I love Deacon. And Raid Guild was also spawned at ETH Denver 2019 uh, and was an example of the Moloch DAO framework being applied. So as far as I'm concerned, some of the most important stuff in Web3 today, major DeFi protocols, fun social stuff like Po apps and service DAOs and what would later become like the entire DAO house system of spawning and spinning up your own DAO without having to be very technically savvy, all came out of ETH Denver. So I think that's pretty cool. And so these are all the types of projects that might come out in the future that NotBuffCoin Ventures will back and could create profit for all Spork token holders in the future. Yeah, I don't, I don't yeah, endorse any of what Bacon's saying. I haven't run it by the legal <laughs> team. Uh, we give the Spork token away for free to people that come to the event. No, I don't know what liquidity you're talking about. In any case, Spork is cool. I'll say that. Spork is cool. Not, not um, financial advice. Do your own research. Yeah. This is not an endorsement of any type of asset, both... Yeah, all of that. Thank you, thank you, Chair, for covering my ass legally. As I just spew off the most important shit you're not supposed to say. <laughs> yeah, you're you're our straw man. <laughs> like bacon, you made your own bed. You could like it. Yeah, do your own research. Make your own bed. <laughs> Myop. That's interesting. You have a physics. You have a physics background. Mm-hmm. And our last guest, uh, Corey Petty, the. Uh, one of the security minds and um, big brains over at Status, Status.im, SNT token. Uh, he's also he's a he's a security expert now, but also a physics, physical chemistry way way over my head. Yeah, he's on that verge of chemistry and physics. So he, I think, I believe he said he was a physicist uh, when we talked to him. But he's in that physical chemistry, uh, physics of like small molecule interactions. So now we're on a run. Like I don't know who our third guest is going to be, but they have to have a physics background. Um, which is, uh, it's a fun goal. It's a fun goal to adhere to. Uh, you, you were at Northeastern for a bit. I've been, I've been planted in the, I've been plastered in the back bay. I've been going to Northeastern hockey games for the last four or five years. Uh, at, bean pot. at, at, uh, at old Matthews arena, take your shirt off of its overtime. Let's go. They for became- sure. Yeah. It's right off the T on the green line at the Northeastern exit. The oldest railway system or public transit system in America, the Green Line. Joe's. It's terrible. This is going to turn into a Boston podcast real quick. No, I dropped out after two years because I hated New England. Yeah, I can. Coming from California, I understand. Yeah, when you come, I grew up in Hawaii in California. That's not fair to me. And those attitudes, like the Boston attitude, I, I, I really enjoyed it because coming from California, only having lived in California, San Diego, then the IE, LA, that it's a certain type of attitude and then you get to boston and your closest friends greet you in the morning and go fuck you and that's how they greet you and so and, and it's in a term of it's a term of endearment it's like they love you they yeah, love yeah. you where i'm from <laughs> men hug that was unheard of in boston uh yeah but like there's a get up and go there's a sort of like and it, like there's a there's a certain get up and go that exists here and um that doesn't exist in uh on the west coast a little bit so i've enjoyed that part of course you do you could be a hobo next to the beach and just surf and make no money and you're chilling 
is it, is it a theory I read somewhere, or is it a theory I came up with my own about the sunrise and sunsets on the East Coast versus West Coast, and how that changes psychology? Because on the East Coast, you get those, you get the sun rises over the ocean, right? And so you get those slow uh, mornings where the sun comes up early, right? And 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 it kind of drags on. And then the the sunset is sunsets over the Appalachian Mountains, so it's a much quicker process, and it kind of cuts off, and you never see it. Versus in the West Coast is the opposite. The sun rises very abruptly and late over the over the Rockies, right? And then cuts off very slowly over the ocean. Um, and so it's a slow, prolonged sunset out over the ocean. And I can't remember if that's something I read somewhere or something I made up on my own about why the mentalities are different on the East Coast and the West Coast. But I always thought that was interesting. The color of the sky is literally different. Like that's the, especially in the fall and the winter like yeah huge uh plug for netflix's abstract the art of design series episode one is this artist olafer eliasson and he's the fucking best he literally opens the episode cold open he's like hi i'm olafer let's do an experiment together i'm gonna change the color of the tv screen don't look at the tv look at the room you're in turn off all the other lights watch this at night and watch how as i change the color it changes the ambiance and the mood and he makes it like bright yellow and then he makes it like magenta or whatever and he's like how is that different for you he uses your room as the medium for the episode and his his whole thing as an artist is to draw attention to the fact that your mind creates the experience of his art it exists in your mind and so as a corollary the entire world around you that you think is so static is being existed in your mind and you have more agency in co-creating the world than you might think which is ultimately a political thing I think that's strongly aligned with what Eat Denver is trying to say, which is like, let's come create the world we live in, have an actual chance to shape the tools and foundations of what will be how we interact with each other tomorrow. Like Moloch DAOs. If it weren't for Deacon and crew creating Moloch DAOs and Raid Guild, I would not have been a part of Raid Guild or be at Eat Denver. Straight up. So I love, <laughs> we're creating through technology communities where people can get empowered whether that's socially financially or some combination to do whatever they want to do and live in this like post-employee post-capitalist idealist world where yeah it's like DAOs are clunky right governance is annoying we're reinventing the wheel but intentionally that's an experiment i want to be a part of and that's why i try to like shill that vision to folks that are on the outside looking in eat denver is a lot of people's first ever web3 event partly cuz it's free partly cuz the vibes and memes are good partly cuz like vitalik wears pajamas and the buffcorn suit so i think it's our responsibility as people with literal microphones to share some of what's exciting about the space while also being honest about the challenges of like how hard it is to get paid by a dao or like, you know, scope creep as a software engineer at Raid Guild and like delayed payouts. So it's an exciting time to be a part of Web3 as it begins to mature and onboard new folks and have new goals. But it's also like, I don't encourage my family and friends to join. Like the UX sucks. You can get rugged a million different ways and still most of the use cases are gambling. So... I don't know. <laughs> like, what are we trying to do here? What do y'all think? Yeah, to, to merely, I think that was A, great. And B, I'm tempted to just cut the episode right there because it was fantastic. But um, yeah, smash cut. <laughs> Roll ads. To mirror what you said earlier about how um, you're really excited about what people are going to build in the future and getting away from the DeFi. I'm also excited about that because like whenever I try to 
sell something like Web3 and it's like, oh, it's the crypto-powered new internet paradigm. And they're like, oh, crypto is financial shit. I'm like, well, no, it's a whole new way of organizing and creating governance and organizing communities. And like, all right, that's an example of something you do with crypto that I can't do without it. And I was like, um... Uh, I, I will, can I? And it's like hard. Yeah, I've, in a minute. But yeah, so I'm really excited to see more of that built out that's not um, fin- just financially driven stuff. So what are you saying? Internet co-ops? Raid Guild, dude. Internet co-ops. When I explain what smart contracts are, I just use Raid Guild as an example because the client who does not know Raid Guild and sees a Dungeons and Dragons themed group of individuals who will not reveal their real names or locations or faces and rightfully so says, I'm skeptical. I'm not just going to hand over my money. And the members of the guild are like, okay, well, we're not going to work if you're not going to give us money. We're not going to finish the project and then want you to pay us. And so from day one, the interaction between the client and the guild uses a smart escrow contract where the client does have to put their money in the escrow contract, but only when the team finishes the project can both sides turn their keys, so to speak, call the function to release the funds. If anything goes wrong on either side, they could turn their key the other way, so to speak. And a third party, Lex Dow, shout outs to Lex Dow, Lex Latin for law, comes in and arbitrates the case. Amazing. So, Number one, smart contract makes it easier for the client to work with the guild. Thing number two, where does the money go from that escrow contract? Not straight to the project manager's hands, not even straight to Raid Guild's treasury. It goes to a separate smart contract, which is spun up for that team for that project, where every member of the team is a signer on that multi-sig safe. So I can work with people I don't know without having to trust them. Because it would take a majority of them colluding to take advantage of me rather than just the one person who's holding the bag running away. And then you do you know, normal Raid Guild Treasury and DAO proposals and so on. So at every step of the way, the technology makes it possible for people to, you know, we talk about trust minimized all the time, interact with each other and actually pass value around and do work without having to know these people. That's crazy to me. It does actually fundamentally change the nature of work. It changes everything. It changes the paradigm of everything. It removes the need of so many things and overlords and gatekeepers and waste. It's it's what keeps things exciting. So it's funny. It's funny. The, the paradigm of Web3 is there's never a dull day and there's never an off weekend. And it's good times. I spent uh, I spent like three days in Leadville in Denver before before East Denver and uh it's at 10,000 feet it's the highest altitude incorporated city in America and then we realized our oxygen levels were like 30% lower than normal <laughs> we had to book it out of there I love how Derek the physics teacher is just nodding on screen just like yeah yeah dude that's yeah. Yeah. Denver's a mile high, 5,280 feet above sea level. And that's too high for me. You're talking about twice that. Yeah. So then uh, we find that we got some comfy oxygen cans and um, it really, uh, it really changed everything. Uh, so in terms of prep for next year, booking a house real early, fine. As soon as they, as soon as the dates come out to make sure that you're uh that you're ready. Are the dates for East Denver 2024 out yet? No. As of this recording in early April, they are not. So keeping an eye out for that. 
I will be booking a house ASAP for the duration of the event and into the into the skiing times up in the mountains. We'll definitely look forward to having you on in prep for that, Derek. Certainly before then, um, you are welcome anytime. Please come and chop up whatever it is you're making. Yeah, I feel like we need to have him on more just to explain shit. Does such a good job of like <laughs> explaining things and like distilling things down and getting like great sound bites. I think we just need more of that, to be honest. Chop me up. Once we got video, give you those like promo, you know, like YouTube shorts, Instagram reels. Signal stories. Everyone remember when our favorite privacy-based messaging app rolled out a stories feature no one asked for? Yeah, that was weird. That <laughs> was still weird. pushing it. <laughs> yeah. Status. Hey, should ETH ever get on Signal? <laughs> I'm just excited for status, and I'm waiting for that. And everything else is just uh Yeah, ETH ever should get on status, actually. Status is the new happening thing. It's the, it's the, it's the old new status.im. It's the SNT token, the status network token. It's a consensus project. It's a messenger. Our last guest, uh, Corey Petty, who is also uh, our first, uh, our inaugural video episode. Um, oh, did we record video for that? We did video for Corey Petty, so that'll be fun. So we're going to look great, and uh, that should be out at the time. If you're listening to this, that one should be out as well. And uh, we'll be doing a lot more with Lens in the future. Uh, we want to do a lot more with you, Derek. Um, we can dive into all sorts of different pockets, Bufficorns, SporkDAO, ETH Denver, um, certainly like as big announcements come out, we would love to have you on and just, uh, chop it up on that, but can't thank you enough for coming. Uh, we look forward to, it. I think there's so much that we can, uh, sidetrack on that. We're definitely going to have you on, uh, again, very soon. Uh, follow Derek on Twitter at the Derek T H E D E R R E K and Derek dot lens D E double R E K dot lens also jump into the discord server for sporkdow slash eth denver mm-hmm. discord.gg forward slash sporkdow s-p-o-r-k-d-a-o perfect and bother derek about where the calendar is posted for events it's been a pleasure thank you very much we'll see you next time sir thanks for having me share what you're making with chair and bacon this podcast is brought to you by metagame Find us at metagame.wtf, wiki.metagame.wtf, and follow Metafam on Twitter at Metafam. Metagame, you'll leave with more questions than you started with. And that was our chat with Derek. Yeah, that was a great chat, to be honest. That was pretty, that was pretty choice. I'm certainly very stoked to be at East Denver 2024, and I hope to see... Many of our listeners there, we will have a presence. The bacon will be sizzling right on top of my comfy cushion. Sounds great. Any parting words for the people before we get out of here, Bacon? No, I think that's pretty good. I think I think Derek Derek really said it in there. He laid out a pretty good vision for the future, not just for ETH Denver, but for Web3 in general. ETH Denver, Islamabad, Pakistan, coming your way. Well, that's the show, folks. We hope you enjoy it. We certainly enjoy making it. Give us some feedback. Let us know who you would like to hear and see on the show. This has been Share What You're Making. I'm Chair. I'm Bacon. Shalom. Shalom.